We're bringing you all you need to succeed in the real estate business. It's Spilling the LT, brought to you by Lawyer's Title, telling you what it's really like to work in real estate. Welcome back to another episode of Spilling the LT. I'm your host, Tamara Gady, and I'm really excited about my guest today. We're going to go ahead and just dive right in. I have with us Christy Davis, who is not only a very good friend of mine, but also a powerhouse in the real estate industry. She's been in the business 19 years, and she's done it all. She's a realtor. She's a broker. She's a trainer. Uh, she's a truck instructor. She's been a sales manager. Um, and so she is probably, she is what I would call the foremost expert in real estate that I know. And I have a lot of people that agree with that as well. So I put the pressure on her today. Um, but she, you know, she has a very exciting announcement and then we're going to kind of dive into uh, why, why I brought here, uh, her here today. And so let me go ahead and get her introduced to you. Christy, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here with you. I'm so glad you're here with me today. And we've been waiting a long time to make this announcement because I've known about it way, you know, long before it ever went public. Okay. So let's make the announcement today. Let's tell everybody okay. what you're doing now. All right. I'm super excited to announce that I am starting my own business. It is uh, 2021 and 2022 will start the new year as a professional business owner of a coaching, consulting, and uh, professional speaking company. Super excited to announce that and uh, looking forward to it. So Christy Davis Consulting, here we come. I mean, and I'm so excited that it's on my show. <laughs> Because I can't tell you how many people have been asking me, what's Christy doing? What's Christy going to be doing? What's Christy going to be doing? And so, um, you know, I don't think that it was really a secret, but you didn't really have a plot. You hadn't really made a formal announcement yet. Right. So yeah. um, excited about that. Can't wait to see uh, all the things that you're going to roll out. So let's talk about this, you know, because I know that very high producing individuals have coaches, mentors, they're reading books on how to improve themselves. So let's talk about why somebody needs a coach. Coach. What, what does a coach do for them and why does someone need one? Well, when you ask that question, somebody needs a coach in almost all areas of their life or a mentor. And those that are successful in any industry, whether it's the president or the CEO of a company, or it's a mid-level entry position, has some form of a coach or a mentor each and every day, each and every quarter, each and every year. And they grow through that process. So a successful agent, in order to stay on track, to have relevant ideas, to bring their mindset back together during challenging times, during great times, utilizes that coach to leverage, utilizes that coach to leverage their game their business, their productivity, and their execution. So let me kind of dive into this a little bit, and I'm going to share a personal experience of mine. You know, earlier this year when I had, well, very beginning of the year, December, whatever, January, whatever it was, I had my business planning session with our leadership, right? right. And uh, I had brought up something in particular that I was interested in. You know, I wanted to connect with other me's and other places right. that were doing more than me so I could learn about yeah. the processes and things like that. Well, Fidelity, and I'm going to fast forward because it's not about me here, but uh, Fidelity has a coach. Her name is Lisa Crown. She's amazing at what she does. And they connected me with the elite, her elite coaching program. Yeah. What I found that was very challenging for me, and I wonder if, if high level producing people encounter this challenge, is that I was having bandwidth problems already. And so some of the systems and processes she wanted me to put in place, I was like, 
<laughs> I, I don't want to do that. I, I mean, have bandwidth I, for I don't it. Have, I don't even know. I can't keep up with what I have. Yep. So how am I supposed to do more, right? Yeah. And so I would think that your first job as a coach is to sit down and really analyze somebody's business and look and see where their holes are yeah. and guide them on how to delegate or defer yep. or offload work that maybe they shouldn't be doing to free up their time to try to put some of what you're going to coach them to do in place, right? So let's talk about that a little bit. What's your first step? You get in, you, you look at the mechanics of their business, yeah. right? Twofold. One, we look at what their business is currently, what they're doing that's already successful and where they're falling short in. The second, the third part is we've got to know their vision. Do they have that big audacious vision that we can take? Here's the big picture and work backwards. Yeah. So often that vision is not necessarily in tune with that individual's integrity, ethics, financial goals. It's not emotionally tagged to them. So if we really need to start on that vision so that we can backtrack because the mechanics of everything has to be tied into that vision. Yeah. And so your vision, I mean, we kind of sat down, you know, I, you helped me with my business planning yeah. this year, which provided me a lot of insight of what you're particularly going to be doing. But it also made me think about some things that I don't normally think about. And, uh, and that's what business planning is all about. <laughs> you know, I've already talked about one of those things, you know, like what's your superpower? I talked about yep. that in another, in a, one of our previous podcasts. But, um, you know, it, and, it, and, I, and I feel like sometimes people, you know, we talk about balance a lot, and no, you know, yeah. and we all laugh because what? what the heck is that? You know, we're balance real estate. Yeah. Not balance. Right. Right. <laughs> and Bob has a different term for it. He doesn't even like to say balance anymore. He says something else. But anyway, it's it basically all comes down to time management, right? So, yep. you know, if someone has a family or someone has kids or someone has some aspirations to do something outside yeah. of their business, you know, I would think that that's also part of the conversation is how do you grow outside of your business? 100%. Because if you're, it, it's, it's that component. Um, I was coached by Buffini and company for, well, I'm still coached by Buffini. So somebody that has a professional coaching company now is still coached by an outside source. It's important to me. So working on all of those circles that make you a whole person, your business life or just your personal life does not complete you. And if one is struggling, the other is certainly going to fall short too. So why do you say that? Well, so if you're having stresses in your personal life, whether it be financial, whether it be health, whether it be relationships, it's going to follow suit in some level in your business life. Whether it be that you overcompensate and spend all of your time in the business life and that personal life continues to struggle. I know struggle. you're not talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> or you go into it and you're just making the motions okay. in your business. You're not giving it your all. You're not satisfied. You're not having that emotional connection with your business because something in your personal life is struggling. So it, they tie in so much to one another. So having those goals and that vision for your personal life and having that goal and that vision for your business life and tying the two together is going to be really, really important. Certainly as you grow in your stature, as you grow in your professionalism, as you grow in your career. 
So, you know, part of what the background that you come from is working with Ebby Holiday Realtors and working with Compass. Um, And those brokerages are very big in the sales manager, the office manager, coaching the agents within the the brokerage. It isn't true for all brokerages, right? And so I think that's one of the things that makes Ebby and, and Compass unique was the fact that that's something they invested in was someone who could invest in their agent's business. So when, you know, kind of looking back throughout your years of experience, how many of those very successful producers, I mean, do you have any idea of like how many of them actually had a coach? I'm just kind of curious how many people are investing in their business this way? You know, I think we have ideas that it's much larger than it probably truly is. Um, Of, I would say probably that I hate to use that term, that 80-20 rule. Okay. There's probably 20% of the agents that are investing in their their personal coaching life, their personal life, their business coaching life. And some of them stay with it. I can use examples of agents that have been with the Buffini and Company coaching system for 20, 25 years. I can use Tom Ferry as he got involved in the coaching world. Agents that have been coaching with him for five years, seven years, 10 years. So they find value in that coach. And my idea of what I'm going to be doing with someone is complimenting what they're already doing for the coaching world because I'm not there necessarily to replace somebody. I'm there to complement and allow an agent, allow a team, allow a business, a brokerage to execute because I think that that's far more often what agents are are missing the mark on is they're not executing that plan. Right. They they have this vision They somewhat kind of write it down, but once they've done it in October or November, they're like, whew, I've done it. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. I got it out of the way. I don't have to look at it anymore. Well, then they're going to miss the mark because they've not put tactics into that. They've not added anything into their daily activity. You talked about priorities, time management. I always say it's about priority management, not necessarily time. Okay, I like that. Because we all have the same amount of time. Sure but we don't have the same amount of priorities. That's very true. Or the uh, level of intentionality to those priorities and the consistency. So that's really what things need to be focused in on. Okay. And really narrowing it down. Instead of being a mile wide within your daily activities or your plan, it's the mile deep. Okay. It's making sure that with these three top priorities that are the must achieve for this week, for this next four weeks, for this quarter, that you build out deep rooted tactics that are ever happening each and every day, each and every week, each and every month to hit those markers for your first quarter goals, your second quarter goals, your third quarter goals, or if you're working on a 12-week year. Um, I've recently become a certified uh, coach and certificate under the 12-week year. What does that mean? So 12-week year, it's, it's about taking that analyzed, that annual planning of a year, that quarterly, that monthly, and really focusing in on short spurts of goals. So that may be four weeks, or that may be 12 weeks and getting more done with the 
tactics and the execution and the intentionality in 12 weeks than most people do in a year. You know, I think that's really interesting because you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, obviously this is the time of year. Well, you may be a little late now, but it's never this, too late. <laughs> we talked about that, <laughs> but this is the time of year where everybody's sitting down and really coming up with what their plan is going to look like for yeah. next year, right? Yeah. How they're going to strategize, how they're going to build their business, what their business is going to look like. And so, you know, I've already done at least the number setting part yep. of my goal. And now, you know, now we're, we're diving into the strategy. I'm diving yep. into the strategy part yeah. of it that we talked about. Which is the harder part, quite frankly. Well, you know, I think that's interesting that you say that because it is overwhelming to try to put it into place. Yeah. That's the time yeah. that you need is yeah. the implementation time. Yeah. But I know that the plan that I'm going to put in place for servicing, for client retention yeah. and for gaining new clients is going to be successful because it's a proven way of doing it, right? Yeah. It is adopted from the Buffini, right. um, the way that Buffini categorizes his clients, um, and, you know, I did that, I, I did that before I knew it was Bef that Buffini may or may not right. come up with the program. <laughs> so, um, you know, I know that this is a way that works. And as far as servicing clients is concerned, it does sound, it is overwhelming to me to like carve out the time and sit down and like actually implement the program. Yeah. But once it's implemented, there's some automation to this, yeah. um, where it habits. isn't. Yeah. It, that's where the success happens. That's where the consistency happens is creating daily habits in your business. We all have daily habits in our life, right? We, we don't think about brushing our teeth every day anymore, right? Yeah. When you were a small child, a toddler, your parents created that habit in you. So creating those daily habits in your business life and carving out and blocking that time to make that happen. And that's some of the most important things that you do in your business is those daily habits of staying intentional to those tactics, taking those tactics back to your vision and making sure that vision is still aligned emotionally and financially for what you're wanting your outcome to be. And I like that, you know, that you look at it throughout the year, yeah. you know, to see where things need to be tweaked. Right. I think we all know, I don't know if they're, you know, everybody's intentional about it, but we obviously right. do it because we're like, wait a minute, I haven't, I don't have the, right. you know, what month is it? And yeah. I don't have the commission check I'm yep. looking for. Right? right. And so analyzing those things throughout your, yeah. throughout your year and having someone to keep you accountable yep. to what your goal is. Or holds you capable. Holds you capable. Okay. <laughs> New term today. Accountable? Doesn't that kind of sound negative? Um, you know, you... I just feel like it's a nag. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nagging me. Exactly. You, you know, what haven't you done yet, Tamara? <laughs> so how about let's hold you capable to what you've already established are your goals and what's in your vision? Just a different tactic, just a different word. So there's, you know, going to be a lot of new agents looking at this and there's going to be, you know, people that are at different points in their business. Um, when should someone consider looking at a coach? Yeah. And obviously, you know, I, I know that you're wanting to build your business. Sure. How, do, how does one interview a coach? Should one interview a coach to make sure they're a good fit? And yeah. what kind of questions should they ask? Yeah. Oh, good question. So um, I have a questionnaire that I sent. If anybody is to ask me or engage with me about, am I the right coach for them? I have a questionnaire that asks some very pointed questions as to 
what their expectations are. Are they a reality? Are they matching? And what's their goals? What, have they ever worked with a coach before? What did they like about their coach? What did they not like about their coach? Where did they fall short? Because you, you don't just get a coach, you work with a coach. Correct. And if you're not willing to put forth the time and the energy on your end, it's really hard for a coach to create you successful. It's really hard for a coach to make you work with them. So that again, that goes back to Flanag. I don't like to be held accountable. We all say we want to be held accountable until we actually get it. But when should somebody think about getting a coach? Well, day one, right? When you, when you started teaching, you didn't just sit down at a piano and start playing, right? Sure. You took lessons. Yeah. You had a coach as a piano instructor. So in the beginning, how about we create great habits in the beginning, how about we establish great solid foundations for newer agents in the business or somebody that is trying to reinvent themselves, change how they're working. Let's go in and create solid foundations in which you're to build upon. Sometimes an agent or an, a team is going to work with a coach for many, many years. Sometimes there's going to be a natural transition from one level of coaching to the next mm -hmm. because you've stepped up your business or you're looking for something newer in the business. I've switched coaches along the way in my 17 years. I've been coaching with Buffini and company for 17 years now. Oh my goodness, um, yeah. I've, I've changed coaches along the way. I don't have the same coach from the beginning because my business grew. I was an active listing and selling agent when I started with them. Then I became a sales manager and then I transitioned from sales manager to a business owner mm -hmm. in a different light. So I needed a different person with a different perspective that could help me through that. And so much of what many of the coaches are doing, sometimes it's mindset, methodology and idea-based in coaching. Um, some of it is dragging or pulling what's already out yeah. in that agent or in that team to become successful. Others is it's performance and execution-based. That's a lot of the piece that's really, really missing in our agent's business on a day-in and day-out basis that execution piece. How do we prioritize? How do we execute on these goals that I've set now for the fourth year? Or I've, I've just changed it up just a little bit this year. I, it's a 20% increase or it's a this increase or I want to I wanna buy back my time. I want to leverage my time. Those are the components that a coach brings to the story. And it and it can happen and it's going to be needed at any and every level of your business life. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have to continuously analyze what you're doing and there's a lot of intention that needs to be in your business, yeah. right? And so I think that, especially because the market's been so, well, I, we don't have a word for it. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Bananas, yeah. you know, insane, unprecedented, all of those are words. Yeah. But and we've pivoted and yeah, all, of those all the yeah, we have all the all the phrases now for COVID. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I think everybody just got in their car and yep. <laughs> stuck that side of the yard and got showed their buyer yeah. thirty houses and wrote seventeen offers yeah. and you know it, it just I don't I didn't see as much ability to be intentional with how insane it's been since shelter in place lifted. So I think that's where 
and everybody's fat and happy right now, right? Because they've made all this money. You know, everybody made some money. <laughs> and so I think that even though it doesn't seem like it should be, that is an even more important time yep. to be focused in on the mechanics of your business and how you're getting to that next level, because this isn't a sustainable, this isn't, the market will, will change. Absolutely. We, we always know that the market will continuously change. It will never be the same. And we had this conversation and it was really interesting to me because, you know, obviously sometimes you just don't think about, think, you just don't think of that. You know, it, once you said it to me, I was like, oh yeah, of course. Inventory is going to be tight next year, yeah. which makes it difficult. I mean, it's still, let's, let's not be mistaken about what we're saying here. Right. It's still a very great market. Absolutely. It's super and we've aggressive. seen increases. Yes. And we're going to continue to see increases, but it's also going to be tight inventory, yeah. which is going to make it difficult to continue to increase your business yeah. because there just isn't going to be as much on the market to sell, right? There's not going to be a lot, to, as much to trade. Right. So I think, you know, you know, I'm kind of just thinking out loud here and my Senate, my question's coming um, <laughs> <laughs> because I just thought it was a really interesting thing because, you know, again, everybody's been so busy and been, been able to be so successful right. because there was so much franticness after shelter in place was right. lifted um, and it continued on through this year right. and it will continue on next year, but how you get someone to, you know, how are you helping those highly successful agents stop, take a look, tweak? Are they making time to do those things? Yeah. Yeah. It's yes and no. (laughs) I I mean, it's a double-edged sword, right? Same thing. Iron sharpens iron. So when you are sharp, when you are at a successful level, it's time to dig into your business. You have got to step outside of the daily activities and really dive in and work on your business versus working in your business. And having that ability to have a a coach, a mentor that can really help you set apart and set that time aside to say, okay, wait, this is really important because I was very successful to my benefit or without that plan right. or flying by the seat of my pants, whatever that looked like the last two, two and a half years. But how do I make sure that I can sustain this and continue to grow my revenue, my inventory, my team? my financials, whatever that looks like for that individual. So it's about having that mindset and having that really successful ability to focus in on what's important to your business and have a coach that can say, okay, really let's slow down for a moment and set yourself up to succeed. I had a lot of realtors that are exhausted. Absolutely. (laughs) It's that intentionality. It's that consistency. It's that level of when you're the, an agent is the CEO of their business, right? Yes. They work for a broker. Sure. All of that component, but they're the CEO of of that business. And when we talk about what that looks like, are you being the actual CEO of your business? 
Are you, have you figured out a way how to delegate and work to your strengths versus your weaknesses and hiring to those strengths versus your weaknesses and making sure that, yes, I'm too busy. Yes, I'm too busy. Yes, I'm too busy. Okay, well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, slow down. Are you using your time and energies and your skill sets to the highest and best use of your time? That's what a coach does. Sometimes we say the the ugly thing in the room. Sure. We address the ugly thing in the room. Sure. We hit pain points within somebody. That's what we get paid for as well as the other. Yeah, I've that done that too. <laughs> you know, my agent says to me, I want to do this. And I'm like, eh, you're not ready to do that. You have to do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A- absolutely. Or it's the, okay, great. You want to do that. But yet we got to take the steps to get there. You gotta, yeah. yeah. You got to walk through the steps and you got to walk through the sequence correctly. You can't go from A to Z. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Um, a lot of my clients are taking time off yeah. right now. Yep. I don't blame them. Nope. Um, is that a good idea? I will always say that everyone needs to take time off. Everyone needs to have a scheduled day off. Everyone needs to refresh and renew. And that's easier said than done. But if we can help you position your structure, your foundation, and the day in, day in and day out activities of your business, should you be able to take time off? 100%. Because I've got agents taking like November off. How they took it? November yeah. off, like the whole month. Yeah. And I'm like, what does your pipeline look like for January? And so that's kind of, so taking time off versus dropping the ball in your pipeline. Correct. Talk, let's talk about that. Yeah. So what is the most important thing in your in an agent's business? It's their lead generation activities, right? It's their database. That's the golden goose of their business. Um, That's what they sell, hopefully, one day when they decide to retire. They sell that database. So making sure that there are systems in place and activities in place that continually increase and get those generating of that lead, that will help tremendously because the CEO of the business should be able to walk away and take a two month vacation if they have those systems in place. Okay. If they're staying consistent with what they're doing. Um, lots of talk out there and, and I will take this that I didn't create this idea. I didn't create this verbiage, but how do you win your week? It's four days a week working. How do you win your month? It's three weeks out of the month working. How do you win your year? It's eight months out of the year. I mean, I have agents that that just would blow their mind to try to think about doing something like that. Okay. I'm sorry. A buyer called. I've got to drop everything I did, exactly. you know, cause they want to see a yeah. house. Yep. And if they don't, if I don't drop everything I'm doing right now and go show them that house, they're going to go find somebody else. Yeah. How do you address things like that? Setting expectations with your clients, establishing your standard of professionalism, your standard care. Um, I can give you an example of an agent that I was on vacation with just recently who said to a client, fantastic. I am so excited because he picked up the phone. I'm so excited that you want to work with me. You're going to have to wait for two weeks. I'll be glad to show you. I'll be glad to come list your home, but here's what I'm going to do for you. 
my showing agent is going to come work with you for the next two weeks. And then we'll set up and have an appointment. So he had something in place. He has a system in place that it's a team involved around. That one individual agent, that new agent that's in the yeah, business. Yeah, that's what I want you to address now because they don't that, have that showing assistant. They don't assistant. have that. They don't okay, have that. Okay, so what that. are they, how do they, get, tell, tell me how they tee up their business so yeah. they can. Yeah, go take a vacation. Take a vacation, yes. They find a partner in their office. Okay. Whether it's a newer agent that they came on board with the brokerage or it's a friend that they've got. It can be a newer agent. It could be a more experienced agent. It could be an, an experienced agent that has a team that they've connected with, but they want to connect with somebody in their brokerage, somebody that they can share business with. They can share the leads with, they can share ideas with, they can work with one another. Hey, I've got a doctor's appointment next week. Would you cover my business? Cause it's going to be all day. I'm going to go take a vacation. I've got my kids soccer game. Yeah. I've got my daughter's choir performance. Would you cover for me? And I'll do the same for you. That could come with many different ways. It could just be being great partners and work and establish a working relationship with mm -hmm. one another, or it could come with I pay you to open doors or I pay you a referral fee, but having that connectivity and creating that bond with your coworkers is really important. This is not a silo business. We've allowed it to be from time to time, but it's not a silo business. We all work better in community. Okay. But there's a lot of virtual brokerages popping, you know, Fathom, EXP, yeah. they don't have brick and mortars. Yep. So how you can do that without it being brick and mortar. How do they find and connect? I mean, some, I don't know. I mean, did some of these people even see other agents within their brokerage? I would say probably during COVID, it's been very difficult. Yeah. And that's with all brokerages across our, our, our industry. Um, but there's that connectivity. Reach out to your broker, reach right. out to your sales manager, reach out to somebody. I'm certain that you didn't walk into a brokerage and know zero people mm -hmm. when you started. Pick that brain of the person that you met or that helped recruit you to the brokerage. Who's somebody I can talk to? Who's my mentor? Most brokerages have some form of a mentoring program, or maybe that's, again, that's reaching out to your title company, your trusted source. Mm -hmm. Hey, who's a good person that I could talk to, that I could go mentor with? Um, where can I get involved? Maybe that's getting involved at the local association. Maybe that's CCAR, Metrotax. Maybe that's getting involved so that you're surrounding yourself with like-minded people and that you're having those ideas shared and you can communicate and connect with one another. And maybe that in the very beginning of your business, you're not ready for a paid coach. You're not ready to do that just yet. Oh, there's so many expenses associated with Absolutely. being a new realtor. Absolutely. You know, that's really that. I think that would be a big ask, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Maybe that's connecting in with that opportunity and learning what you can at no additional charge sure. at your brokerage or at the association level through your title company and connecting. But again, 
having those systems in place and creating those foundations. And that's having that partner in the business, whether they're an actual team member or they're just a person in your office or in your brokerage that you've connected with that you too can build each other up along the way. You know, I I find it really interesting that you bring up the association because, you know, you're still so involved in the association. (laughs) Every time you're like, I'm on a new committee, I'm like, shocker. (laughs) And I, I have pulled out of that just because as an affiliate, it, you know, I, I, I feel like I've served my time. I may plug back in at some point. I I have great love for a lot of people at the association, both associations that I'm involved with. But, um, it was really interesting because I had a client reach out to me recently and said that he wanted some help for me creating some partnerships with new agents, um, and having some bigger opportunities to grow his business. And he's a lender client. So I was really kind of thinking about, well, wait a minute. Okay. Lender clients want buyer's agents, right? Title reps want listing agents, <laughs> right? right? So we don't have, we're not pursuing necessarily the same kind of realtor, right? right? And, um, you know, and then, and then also, how, you know, I, you don't think, you know, you've been doing it for so long. You just, you forget that this is how I started the business. Right. And I started thinking about it. I was like, well, wait a minute. I don't, I'm, I'm not responsible. I don't need to feel responsible to raise up. A, a new lender client, right. right? So I need to empower him and give him the tools yep. and direct him in the way that I was directed yeah. by my mentor when I very first started yep. in the business. And so, you know, the That's conversation that giving back. Well, in the pay it forward, right? It's it's you know, of course <laughs> I want to pay it forward, and because I had someone extremely generous. Uh, with her time uh, to help me plug in and plug in in the right way. And I was talking to my escrow officer who, you know, it's our client. And I said, um, you know, when I was, when I first started, I was, I was the first one in the room, the last one out. And I went to everything. And if someone said it wasn't a valuable use of time, I did it anyway, because what's valuable to them isn't, you know, necessarily valuable to me and vice versa. And so the conversation that I'm going to have with him is to go plug into the board and go become a member of Collin County Association of Realtors. I don't know, you know, you're not required as an affiliate to be a member of a board. So, you know, not everybody is, or even knows to, to go and do that yeah. and go to new member orientation yeah. and then go seek out, you know, the affiliate forum committee yeah. at CCR and go look at TRLP yeah. and look at those kind of resources. Cause that's how I did it. Yeah, absolutely. And so and you built lifelong friendships and business partnerships. 100%. That way. I went down to Dallas to our Park City's grand opening, knew pretty much everybody in the room, hadn't seen them in years. You know, like, <laughs> oh, okay, great. There's, you know, so-and-so. And yeah. so, but they know, hadn't either, at least two. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, it, but it was, you know, it, those things, you know, that was the groundwork that I laid when I first right. came into the business. And that's that foundation I was yep. talking about again. Coming back to that, making a strong foundation, everything else can build upon it. We can have pandemics. You can have a life-threatening disease personally. You can have a family tragedy. You can move brokerages. If you've built that solid foundation, you can pivot you can Correct. stretch, you can change. And I think that's so important. And I think that's a big, a big kind of, you know, light bulb moment or a little nugget of our conversation today is that the, these newer agents coming into the business or the ones who haven't seen the success level yeah. that they want, start to take another look at your business, look at your foundations. Or have you laid the groundwork in the right yeah. way? I have clients that don't have a working CRM. Yeah. I, I, oh. <laughs> 
19 years in the business, right? Um, It was always the shocker to me when I would ask agents, how many people do you have in your CRM? Well, I don't have one. Or, okay, great. Um, What's your average sales price? How many transactions did you do? And amazing to know that some of the last time you talked to one of your past clients, yeah. what is the statistic um, on how many people go back and use the realtor they originally used? I think it's like, it's, it, it's terrible. It's terrible. Quite frankly, um, because when the, when NAR does that, that survey every year, the, the, the consumer says over 92%, they want to work with the same realtor, roughly 92, 93%. Do they remember who it is? <laughs> I've heard that before. And, they don't even remember who it is. And then that number goes down when they say, well, do you know who that agent is? And then secondly, the number goes down even further when they say, "Did does the agent still contact you on mm-hmm. a regular basis? Right. And so these are all things that are key components of yeah. a, real, a successful realtor business. Yeah. yeah. What makes a successful realtor a successful realtor? Intentionality, consistency, a plan. Mm-hmm. Revisiting the plan, setting priorities, knowing where they're going. Those are, I mean, it's very simple to say. It's very simple to say, harder to achieve. Because it goes back to what you said. Uh-huh. It's the time. Yeah. Or or lack of their better yet, excuses. We will come up with excuses until we actually have the priority right. and in the mindset. And I would, I would think that the biggest holes that you see in a realtor's business or the biggest issues that you see in a realtor's business is not having a plan, not revisiting all the things that make a successful realtor successful. Yeah. Or even it's that execution of the plan. I've created this plan. I spent two weeks creating my plan, but we didn't execute on it. We didn't put together the tactics, the daily habits, and continue to focus on it. That's probably the even the bigger issue is the actual execution, the performance. Yeah. Are you going to talk to people about how to fill out a contract appropriately? <laughs> Funny enough, I, I'm doing a, a video with Metrotex um, next week I in regards to just a little tips and tricks on how to complete a contract. Okay. <laughs> Um, I don't think anybody knows the contract better than you. <laughs> I'm certain there are, but it I don't know been. them. <laughs> okay. I don't know who those people are. But it definitely is a passion of mine. Agreed. Um, you know, w- when somebody says, you really like to teach legal one and two, track legal one and two, and I say, yeah, I really do. It's important. It's important to put that at, as a priority in our business so that we are the best that we can be in our profession, that we actually are professional in our business, just not licensees. Well, and I think, you know, there's a lot of Trek instructors out in the world, right? And a lot that teach the mechanics of the contract, Trek Legal 1 and 2, and AR Code of Ethics. We could go on and on and on with the classes. But I, I think where some of this gets lost is that they're not a practicing realtor. Yeah. Or they don't have current real... Uh, current experience working with the contract or the things that have changed in the contract. And so I think, you know, I was really excited about you being an instructor um, and not associated with another brokerage and so that I could bring you in because I feel like your expertise, a lot of your expertise and what you're really good at is making sure 
that the guidelines of the contract, the spirit of the contract, you know, how it should be, how it's supposed to be filled out, how, you know, how to, what, what the pitfalls are, how agents can keep themselves out of trouble, how they can write the most strategic contract. Absolutely. And, and, and the list just goes on and on and on. And working with agents as to what's actually winning an offer. Correct. Knowing that, knowing what's taking, what's taking place in our, in our industry, in our local markets day in and day out so that you can help other agents understand the concept of, of how to better negotiate, how to enter act with their sellers or their buyers in regards to the contract, in regards to pricing, in regards to whatever that looks like. So having those boots on the ground, um, I intend to fully stay vested in what's happening to be able to coach better, to be able to train better, to be able to utilize what's happening to really help an agent in their business, whether it just be visionary or actually strategic with tactics and implementation and knowledge of the marketplace. Remind me, Uh-oh. give me the list of committees, oh. boards, you know, Emetratechs and TAR and tell me what you're involved in right now because I can't, yeah, I have a hard time always keeping up. Oh, goodness. That so, makes you such an expert in what you do. So um, I currently serve on, as a director at Metro Texas Association of Realtors and the Texas Association of Realtors. I am currently the chair of the Forms and Contracts uh, Committee at Metro Texas. I am currently the liaison for the Risk Reduction Committee at the Texas Association of Realtors and will move into vice chair for that in 2022. I can't even say those words. <laughs> it's um, coming. <laughs> In like, I seventeen days till Christmas. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and let's see, what else am I on? I, 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 it may escape me. Oh, I'll be in the leadership development. Uh, I'll be the vice chair for the leadership development committee at Metrotex next year. Looking forward to that. Helping grow new leaders and bring in new, fresh people into the board and help that vision and growth continue to happen and inspire others to be involved. Ebby, it was my my inspiration of a lot of the things that I get to do um, or have the privilege of doing at the local and state and in the past, the National Association of Realtors, because she said, one, you give back to your community, you give back to your industry, and you give back to the people that you work with. And those three pillars are incredibly important to me, and I've instilled that into my daily life. And I think that's a great place to wrap up for today. <laughs> Thanks Christy, for having me. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciate it. As always, it's great to spend time with you. But it's also, you know, I'm really excited to see what how this grows for you. I, I have no doubt. I never had any doubt that you weren't going to be super successful at your next endeavor. And like I said, we've been waiting for this, for this opportunity to come to fruition for a very long time. So, um, whatever I can do to help you, I'm happy to do. And thank you so much for being my guest on the show today. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Spilling the LT. Again, I'm your host, Tamara Gady. Make sure to go on to all of the platforms, social media platforms, like, share, comment, subscribe. That way you can keep up with all things happening in real estate. Can't wait to see you for the next episode.